The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NFC runs through Philadelphia for the first time since 2017. The Eagles are the one seed going into the playoffs. They have won the division again. They held off the Giants. The Cowboys are getting their butts kicked by the third string quarterback of the Washington Commanders. And all is right in the world once again. Welcome into the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jess Taylor. As always, I have Shane Half here with me. Ray Shell's behind the glass. She'll hop on with us at some point to talk about what's going on on Twitter to see what the reactions are today after finally Jalen Hurts is back to us. And not necessarily looking like himself, shaking off the rust a little bit, which is what we expected. We wanted this game, so we didn't have to give him – we didn't have to wait for this kind of game, trying to figure it out, get the timing back, getting back in rhythm. We didn't want that week one of the playoffs. We wanted him to be able to get back out there, feel a little, feel it a little bit, what's going on, have the bye week to rest up a little bit more. Then we can t- you know, grab the ball by the horns going into the playoffs. What What – are you feeling and we were just sort of talking about this off camera like previewing this game you had no idea what you were going to get what were the giants going to do who were they going to play who were they going to sit what did it matter to them what was going to be of the eagles how were they going to take this game how were they going to operate were they going to operate it almost like a preseason game right where they don't do anything too crazy they just kind of try to get some reps in there and and come away with the win yeah, it turns out the Giants were all up for doing some crazy things. Onside kick to start the third quarter. Uh, they had the, what was it? I don't know if it was a throwback play. I don't know exactly what it was going to be. It got blown up, but uh, Not good. the Eagles got a sack on a receiver, which is always indicative of some shenanigans going on. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was just a weird game. Uh, ultimately, it's hard for me to take a lot away from, like, team performance here because the Eagles were obviously offensively playing with one hand tied behind their back, uh, playing very vanilla. So, but looking at some of the individual performances, like it was really nice to see Robert Quinn on the field and sort of make an impact. I mean, he doesn't get a sack or anything, but he had one clip that I tweeted out where he had just a super fast win off of the edge and and he flushed the quarterback out of the pocket. He doesn't come away with the sack, but uh, he had another good, insta shed on a run play and he got hands on the running back he doesn't end up bringing him down so you want to see that a little better but it was good to see a little explosiveness back from him that would obviously be huge if uh, he can give the eagles something worthy of a fourth round pick investment into the playoffs especially not knowing what you're going to have with josh sweat and then just seeing chauncey gardner johnson back on the field 
Uh, he was active early, made a couple of plays. So uh, getting him back from injury, those were kind of the two biggest things for me. And then, of course, obviously Jalen Hurts coming back and shoulder looked fine. He threw the ball all over the football field. So uh, everything looked good for me as far as guys coming back from injury, which is really what I was most concerned about. Yeah, guys coming back from injury looking like somewhat of themselves, as you said, with them sort of with a hand tied behind their back and and not doing anything too crazy um, and ultimately coming out out of the game healthy as well or, you know, get the win get a couple reps under your belt and don't get anybody else hurt was really, you know, the, the goals for the week, right? Like that's what you wanted to see out of this Eagles team. The one, I don't know if I want to call it a concern um, because you're, you're right. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head with a, you know, very vanilla game plan. Right. And I, I would say like, yeah, that's fine for this week. If, that almost isn't what I felt like we had been seeing from the offense for the last couple of weeks. Now I know Gardner Minshew was under center the last couple of weeks. However, I still feel like while he did not play well, I don't feel like the offensive game plan or the play calling did him any favors in that situation either. And now that's been a couple of weeks in a row there. Now, again, today different, but because I have, we've been having these a little bit of this, that we've seen the last couple of weeks, should we, do you think, are you concerned about that going into the playoffs or, or, or going forward? No, I'm not really. Um, the Saints have a really good defense. If you want to go back to last week, they've got a really good defense. I think the Eagles thought Marshawn Lattimore was going to be out. And so they looked at what Gardner Minshew did against Dallas two weeks ago. And they said, we can throw on this team. And maybe they were a little slow to adjust uh, to, to running the ball more there, but, you know, game planning for a backup quarterback, that's a that that's not the easiest thing to just switch up what you're gonna do, especially when you're going from a guy like Jalen Hurts and so much of your passing and your rushing attack is predicated off of his mobility to a guy like Gardner Minshew. And sometimes Philadelphia fans, we, we get a little nostalgic about backup quarterbacks. I can't imagine why, but that was just a master class in twenty seventeen, what Doug was able to do and Frank Reich with Nick Foles, and that was a total uh, play style shift as well, going from Carson Wentz, who was mobile at that point in his career somewhat. I mean, he, uh, to Nick Foles, who was not. I don't think you expect that. Um, today, they, just very clear, they they were not going to let Hurts run the ball. They weren't going to let Hurts take hits. And, you know, people were saying on Twitter, I was getting a lot of run the ball like we do at every Eagles game. We, we bash our heads against the run the ball wall all the time. But the same people were arguing all week that Hertz needed to play. You need to get the rust off. He's not going to get the rust off handing the ball off. And it's not like they're going to run zone reads and give him the option to keep the ball. So I didn't have any problem with him throwing the ball, get him some live game reps. It's not like he, he took three sacks, like two of them, he sat down because pressure was coming and he didn't take a hit. So it's not like he was out there taking hits. Um, yeah, I was fine with it. They, they could always, and they did when they needed to, they went on a seven-minute drive, and they killed the clock running the ball. They know they can do that, and we know they can do that. It doesn't get you anything uh, for getting ready for the playoffs to run the ball on a second-string defense 14 times and eat seven minutes off the clock. I think they were trying to get some rhythm, some timing back with the receivers and the quarterback, and I personally didn't have any problem with it. I never felt like the game was in jeopardy, and I think if they had felt like the game was in jeopardy, they would have done it a little bit differently, but I think they were just using this game 
you clinch the one seed and they're using it to sharpen up a little bit for the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I think that it, that was sort of exactly what they need. There was a different deme demeanor from kickoff, right? Like I think everybody felt that there was a different, you felt so it didn't matter what happened the last two weeks. You see Jalen hurts jog out on that field and you all that, that calm demeanor that he has is so infectious like you don't get nervous anymore. You don't get concerned. You just sit there and you're like, all right, Jalen's got it. And we did not feel that way the last two weeks. And I don't miss feeling uneasy and at the sitting at the edge of my chair for an entire football game. I like feeling calm and like feeling relaxed. And, you know, I also think that the defense has played, you know, really well these last two weeks. And I think they've adjusted a little bit. You're, you're absolutely right that getting, you know, CJ Garner Johnson back is, huge for them and and what they need to do. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what team ends up coming through here for, for that first playoff game. Yeah. And two things here. First of all, I, I've forgotten what it was like not to be stressed out by watching my quarterback in the pocket. Uh, I'd kind of forgotten that over the last two weeks, just every snap, just watching Minshew's feet and wondering what in the world was about to happen. And I just forgot how much fun it is to not watch that. Yeah. Secondly, a likely opponent in, in this divisional round of the playoffs is the Giants. I mean, they're I think they're going to end up again matching up with the Vikings. It could be the 49ers in which case they're they're gone, but there's a chance they're going to match up with the Vikings and if they match up with the Vikings, I would assume they're going to win and they could be back at Lincoln Financial Field 2 weeks from today. So j just again, you're not going to tip anything. You don't want to show them any of your stuff. Just that Manella game plan, I think that was all by design and it worked and maybe people didn't want to watch the whole game or feel bad about it going in. It doesn't matter how you enter the playoffs. I mean, think back to 2017. We were, well, I wasn't here, but people I, in other circles, we were debating, should the Eagles start Nate Sudfeld in the playoffs? Should his first career start come in the playoffs because Nick Foles had been so bad and he was so bad in the first half of that Falcons game. And, and then came alive in the second half, and the rest is history. And so I don't buy the momentum. You don't need style points. You need to get into the playoffs. You need to do it with health, which they did as much as possible today. And you need to do it with the simplest path possible. They've got the bye. Super, the, the road to the Super Bowl runs through Philadelphia. So uh, in my book, they checked all the boxes today, except having yeah. a punter that can punt the football. But that's a whole other thing that's been going on all season. Do oh do you want to get into a special teams conversation? Is that what we have to do? We have to check our special teams box for the day. <laughs> Maybe so. We have to have our our requisite complaining about the special teams. But man, Kern was awful, wasn't he? he that twenty nine yard punt that was just a, it wasn't even a shank, just an awful punt. Um, I I did just check the scores here because I wasn't keeping up with it well. So San Francisco did win. So I believe that gives them the two seed. Uh, so uh -huh. that's who the Giants will play in the first round. Now, that wasn't a given at the time of kickoff, but so whoever the seven seed is that will play. No, no, no. The seven seed plays the two seed. So yeah, yeah. The Giants and Vikings will face off. And so I said, very, very possible that the Eagles and the Giants will repeat in two weeks after the Giants beat the Vikings. Let me ask you this. So one of the silver linings for me personally with the loss to Dallas was I am, I do not like, I wouldn't have wanted to see Dallas again, having beat them twice already. Mm -hmm. 
that third matchup, that would have made me uneasy. Some people have been like, ah, two, already won two, totally fine going into a third. For me, I would have been weary of that. That would have not, that would have been very unsettling for me personally. I don't feel that same way about the New York football giants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be concerned with either at the moment. I mean, Dallas just lost to Washington and at the moment, no, yeah, not at all. Turnovers have been a huge issue for Dak since he's come back from his injury. He's averaging over an interception a week. He threw a pick six today. Uh, they're not firing on all cylinders. They've got a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And then the Giants, the Giants are a better coach team, but they're a less talented team. And um, I'm not, I mean, those are your two likely opponents. If not the Giants beating the Vikings, then the, the Dallas Cowboys probably beat the Buccaneers, although they look to be in, you know, playoff form today, botching this against Sam Howell and the Commanders. It's maybe Tampa Bay is your, your opponent. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it's a likely matchup with one of those two teams. And I think the I think Eagles fans should feel good about a matchup with either one. The Eagles are a better team. They're playing better football, regardless of how you feel about today. Like the Eagles are a better team and they're playing better than either of those teams right now. I'd feel pretty confident to beat either one uh, coming into the link. Yeah, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I think that ha- again, having beat Dallas, if they were to have won both matchups with a team that just you know Dak is not playing well but has the ability to turn that on. They do have a lot of weapons on offense that, and obviously like, you know, the Eagles had their stars and they lost Devontae Maddox, obviously in that game. But for the most part, like they, they had their core group of guys there and they still let the Cowboys put up 40 on them a couple of weeks ago. Now also the Dallas Cowboys defense allowed Gardner Minshew to turn the ball over four times and look as bad as he did and still put up 34 points and over 300 yards. So take that information how you will. But I, you know, given given where everything is right now, I you're absolutely correct. If the likelihood being those two teams, I neither of them concern me at this point. You can't overlook any team, obviously, right? But neither of those teams are have me, you know, shaking in my boots over here waiting for them to come through Philadelphia once again. Playoff Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and uh you saw you saw things from the offense that were good today. Um, to AJ the AJ Brown to, or I guess it's not AJ Brown to Jalen Hurts. We can flip that. The Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown connection still there. He goes four for ninety five, uh, breaks Mike Quick's record. He's now the single season uh, yardage leader for the Eagles. And you know, by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you, Titans, for deciding AJ Brown wasn't worth paying. But uh, so AJ Brown, he has a little bit of a get right game after the last game. Devonta Smith had a good game, I thought, seven for sixty-seven. Dallas Goddard got back involved more than he was with Gardner Minshew, and I mean the Eagles' weapons were there. Miles Sanders didn't look particularly explosive today, uh, and I thought they, I thought they probably came into this game planning to limit his touches. Uh, obviously, he had the knee brace on last week and some of that to try to get him. 100% for the playoffs. Now, I don't under, I would have had Trey Sermon active. I don't know why they didn't have Trey Sermon active if they were going to limit Sanders, but I I thought the offense looked good when they wanted when they wanted and need to needed to today. The red zone, they obviously suffered 
kicked a lot of field goals. Uh, it just shows you how much the Eagles rely on Jalen Hurts' legs in the red zone. And it's not just that he runs the ball in, but they run so much of the bootleg stuff and the little RPO where he releases into the, where he runs out into the flat and can throw it. And uh, so much of what they do in the red zone is built on his mobility. And without that, they did struggle today. But I don't think it was a case of Jalen Hurts being less than 100%. I don't think they would have put him out there if he wasn't healthy. I just think it was a, we're not going to go take hits in this game because we don't need to. And I would fully expect in the playoffs for the gloves to be off and Hurts to play just like he did you know, the rest of the season prior to the injury. They didn't need Trey Sermon because they had bo- giant killer that's, Boston Scott. That's true. Who sh- showed it once again. Like, if you think after all these years – they would try to learn how to stop that guy. <laughs> that guy is about my size, okay? And he just wreaks havoc on them left and right. What was it? 10 of his 17 career touchdowns, 10 of them are against the Giants? Yeah. That's pathetic by the Giants' defense. That's pathetic. Yeah. It, like, beyond pathetic. I, the Eagles should just, like, fully dedicate to the bit and just, like, start Boston Scott and give him 30 carries if they meet up with the Giants in the playoffs. Let's see if we can get Boston Scott – like it'd be the answer to a trivia question someday. This this bat got a, had 300 yards in the divisional round of the 2023 playoffs and doubled his season yardage total. Now, who is Boston Scott, right? Uh, the the way he just I don't know. It's just funny at this point how he just kills the Giants whenever they play. I yeah, it, it's it really is it's enjoyable, and I don't under, I don't understand it. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Let's see what's going on in the world of Twitter because I can, as always, see this going Either way, I can see people being kind of level-headed like we are, right? Like, got out healthy, got hurts the reps, got the win. Let's just take the bye and move on. And I'm sure there's a, a fraction of this fan base where the sky is falling and everything is going wrong. Is there? Tell me I'm wrong. That, that fraction of the fan base was all over my Twitter mentions all game. So <laughs> they are there. I'm, I promise you. So they do exist. I promise you. I've spotted one so far, one, okay? And it says, packing Gannon's bags. That's all I've seen so far. If we're talking, you know, negativity, who needs to get fired? Oh, no, okay, I see fire, uh, Gannon, psyching. All right, so that's two, we got two. (laughs) But other than that, majority of them are positive. First round by, somebody said hurts not 100%. Which he wasn't. We didn't get to see the flashy, exciting Jalen Hurts today, but 
we still want him to be healthy going into the playoffs. So I understand that as well. I see um, missing Doug Peterson. Um, two weeks. Oh, don't start with me right now. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh <laughs> that was crazy. I love Doug Peterson as much as the next person. Yeah. I'm so happy for Doug Peterson. I can't even tell you. I I can confirm I would still die for Doug Peterson. Yeah. Don't start that mess. Yeah, that's right crazy. I, I tried to, I, I wanted to send him some ice cream last night after he clinched, but I didn't know how to get it there without melting. So, Doug, if you're watching this, I tried. You tried. But other than that, everybody's talking Doug. about the number one seed. Um, a couple people said that was ugly. Dallas still sucks. No major injuries. So, you know, there were a couple that were negative, but for the most part, people are very excited about what they were able to accomplish today. Dallas does still suck. That is true. Yes. <laughs> and so this is now the winningest season in Eagles history. Uh, yes. They've never had a 14 win season before. They've had a 13 win season two times at 2004. Obviously, they went on to lose in the Super Bowl to the cheating Patriots. And then 2017, when they beat the cheating Patriots in the Super Bowl. So I don't know who they're going to match up with in the Super Bowl this year. It won't be the Patriots. I'm pretty sure they were eliminated today. But what a time obviously, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl because that's what happens if they win 13-plus games. And who, who knows what's going to what What's the trend going to be when they win 14? Yeah. It's going to be a whole new world. <laughs> I... I do see one tweet that says people stop complaining and I'm with that guy, honestly, because do you really want to sit here and complain about today? Like Jalen Hurts is back. He's clearly fine. Obviously we didn't see it all today. And he was thankfully being super cautious. You saw it like Shane, you said two of his sacks. He sat down to not take the hit, which we love. We want that from him right now. Don't care. What? I, cho I choose to believe he was trolling Giants fans, pulling the Eli Manning and just sitting down. That would be even better. That would be even better for him to still keep his every, his demeanor, his everything, and have the wherewithal to just troll Giants fans. That would be tremendous. Um, I, I, I don't think there's anything really to be concerned about. The, I told you, the game planning has been concerning me for a couple weeks now offensively. But like... Again, it's so hard to judge and compare because of the way that they had to plan for Gardner Minshew and how different it is and the complete different style of play that you have from a guy like Jalen Hurts. But do we really want to sit here and complain, like walking into the first round by with the one seed, 14-win season, almost – did they end up getting any more than 70 sacks or did they end with 70 for the regular season? Was it 69 or 70? I think they, they, they had 70 at okay. one point. And that's what they stuck at because they got two. So, yeah, by the way, Davis Webb is despicable. Yeah. It's despicable. <laughs> Hassan Reddick has you dead to rights, 15 yards in the backfield, and he just tosses the ball over. I'll take an intentional grounding. Don't sack me, please. Like, that's got, come on, NFL. That's got to count as a sack. But the Eagles came into the game needing, I think it was four sacks to tie the record, five to surpass the record, and they got two sacks. They sacked a punter and a wide receiver. Davis Davis That's Webb has never taken a sack in his like seven-year NFL career. Now, granted, this is only the first game he started. Uh, he had a couple kneel downs in Buffalo last year, but the dude just – I'm not sure it's possible to sack him. Until that happens, I refuse to believe it's possible. So going into the bye, a very calm and stress-free 
super wild card weekend now because there's an extra game. What are what do you want to see out of next week in your perfect world? What happens next weekend in in wild card weekend for you? I I I want to run I want to run through the entire division. Give me the Giants beating the Vikings. And then an Eagles Giants game in the divisional round, and then give me the Cowboys getting to the conference title game at Eagles Cowboys in, in the NFC title game. Let's do that. I don't want personally, I really enjoy the jokes about the Cowboys not having won a playoff game in as many years as they have. Yeah. That's true. Them losing to Tom really Brady next that. weekend would also be hilarious. Would be Losing to Tom Brady and then Tom Brady having to come here and lose to Jalen Hurts, that, that would just bring me joy in ways that I can't even explain to you. I I would love to see a Dak versus Jalen Hurts playoff game, though. Like, those teams were both so good this year, and I I felt a little bit robbed that we never got to see them play each other. So, Uh wouldn't hate that. I also wouldn't hate seeing them lose to the Buccaneers next weekend, though. The eight and nine Buccaneers, by the way, everyone in the every team in the NFC East finished with a better record than every team in the NFC South, and so it would be hilarious just to see the Bucks knock off the Cowboys next weekend. We definitely deserve to see Jalen Hurts back for sure. So yeah, we got to see that happen. One other thing, and I think I think you saw a little bit of the Eagles preparing for a Cowboys matchup was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson playing in the slot. I didn't think that the Eagles would do that. I said it's what I would do. I didn't think that they would do that. And you saw him playing in the slot today. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that says something. That might say something about Avante Maddox's timetable. They don't think he's going to be back because if he was going to be back in two weeks, why would you put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson there? Uh, I don't know what to read into that, but it does tell me they realize that defending slot receivers is a problem. Teams are going to put their best receiver in the slot against you in the playoffs. And when that happens, the Eagles can drop uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson into the slot, which is where he played with the Saints. It's It was his natural position. But them giving him some reps here kind of gave you a little bit of insight into what they might try to do against a C.D. Lamb in the slot or against a, a Brandon Ayuk in the slot if they match up against the 49ers, something like that. That's going to be scary. Yeah. Which, which – I don't hate. At the end of the day, you just need to put the you put need to put your guys in the best position to 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 win and to win the matchups that, that you're given. And you're absolutely right. They've gotten crushed by by guys in the slot this year. And if that's the and especially because Avante Maddox has missed as much time as he has, which is unfortunate because he had a really good season last year and was playing extremely well. So all they needed to do was so, sort of shore up the back end, which they did. Um, so losing him has, has hurt in different spots, especially when, you know, everything's going well and, you know, it's third and 30 and he gets hurt and they have to adjust right then and there. And obviously we saw what happened from, from that point on. So, you know, I, I agree with you that I am surprised that we actually saw the Eagles make that adjustment because I feel like they can't, they tend, if we still have to make complaints about Jonathan Gannon at the moment, that would be my one complaint that he doesn't necessarily adjust as quickly as sometimes we would like. I think he can be a little bit hard headed there, but that is something that, you know, they're going to face some, some tough guys from that position coming into the playoffs. So good on the Eagles for, for making the adjustment. Now I had a question kind of want to get 
Uh, Shane, your thoughts on Kaiser White's performance today? I thought he played a little, he played better today than what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I thought. Um, now, obviously, you can put the caveat of who are the Giants receivers, tight ends, quarterback, but he, I, I didn't really see him out of position a lot today. He seemed to play faster, um, which is obviously good. He seemed, I don't know, he seemed tentative, like he's thinking too much instead of reacting the last couple of weeks. And I did think he played better this week, which is good. That's, that's good for them heading into the playoffs because I do think he's been one of the weaknesses of their defense over the last couple of weeks. And do you think they would ever, I mean, I guess we would have seen it by now. They're not going to start this at this point, but in that situation, you know, why not with how well they were playing as a collective cohesive unit as a team, why not give Nakobe Dean a few of those snaps here and there? Because you saw when Kaiser White got hurt earlier in the season and they put Nakobe Dean out there. I mean, Kaiser White got hurt against the Titans. They put Nakobe Dean out there against the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry. And Nakobe Dean was tackling Derrick Henry with one arm and was flying all over the field in, in ridiculous speeds. So why not? If Kaiser White is struggling, which you're absolutely correct, he has been heavily the last couple of weeks, why not give Nakobe Dean a couple snaps here and there in case you need to pull him in, especially in a crucial playoff situation? Yeah, I think it it's too late to make that move now. Uh, now, even sure. yeah, even and I've had people tell me, you know, Nakobe Dean's a great player. He's super smart, and that's all true. Uh, I mean, and he's super smart. It's I don't know if it's true that he's a great NFL player yet. We'll have to see, but. Uh, he was a great college player, certainly, has that championship pedigree, all of that. But it's not just about individual skill. It's about chemistry and collective cohesiveness because so much of the Eagles defense is passing off routes and knowing what this, knowing what your teammate's going to do before he does it, not having to think about it. And so just inserting a different guy, even if he's a better player, and I don't know that he would be as a rookie right now, but even if he's a better player, it's still going to lead to some of those communication breakdowns. And also at some point today, Dean went off uh, to the locker room or the medical tent. I don't, I think it was after a special teams play. So I'm not sure he got a little banged up today uh, as well, but yeah, I think, you know, Kazir White's your linebacker or your second linebacker for the playoff run. And I think they'll probably feel good about Dean next year moving forward and White will move on, but it's definitely too late given the fact he hasn't played this year to, to make a move like that. Yeah. Just wondered what your, your thoughts were there because he's someone who I would have now granted had the Eagles maybe had the same linebacker problems they'd been having for the last ever. Um, we might've seen him sprinkled in there a little bit more, but for once we actually didn't really have any issues at the linebacker position. So, you know, having to throw the young kid in there to like get him a little bit of experience, get him those reps was really unnecessary because we actually had linebackers that can, you know, linebacker. Sometimes I miss, sometimes I miss tweeting screenshots of Nate Gary with his back to the line of scrimmage while the quarterback has the ball and things like that. There's like just a, you know, everybody, everybody has that little part of them that just likes to complain and Sometimes the Eagles Twitter has a huge part of them that likes to complain. and But that little part of me, sometimes it just springs up. It's like, man, I could use a Nate Gary screenshot to tweet my outrage about right now. Nope. Nope. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't miss. Listen, 
I don't miss being exactly where the Denver Broncos were when they had to use a graphic and they were trying to highlight their team in the graphic. And one of those players was Alex Singleton. That's where the Denver Broncos were this season. And I don't miss being there at all. No, no, I, I, okay, you talk me out of it. I don't miss it that much. I'll just go search back for some of the Nate Geary tweets sometime. That, that'll, yeah. I'll, I'll live through that, that nostalgia. Yeah, give a little giggle to yourself and then, and then absolutely move on. All right, let's just real quick. What, if you had to sum up this season, regular season, where they are today, Jalen Hurts went 14-1 as a starter this season after all of the questions going into last offseason not knowing what we were going to get, not knowing what we were going to see from this team, summing up in one word, one sentence, what your feelings are in this regular season going into the playoffs, what would it be? You love this one word thing, and I never know what to say. Uh, I know, because it really makes you satisfied. That's going to be mine. I'm going to say, like, I'm satisfied. I feel like, um, I mean, 14 wins, like, that's a really big deal. In the team, this holistically, the team looks complete. So it's like if they're already looking like this right now, I have faith that they can win the Super Bowl. But for next season, like I'm confident that they're they could run it back when they win, they win the Super Bowl. We're gonna speak it. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. But I think this is like satisfied. Like you can't really be upset. I'm not like like how else would you feel about this? You know, we're in a good place right now. So so it's a good place. I'll say surprised. Um, I thought the Eagles would be good. I thought that Jalen Hurts would take a step this year. I said the Eagles would be like an 11-ish win team. Uh, I thought they would be in the playoffs. I thought they would compete for the NFC East. I never expected the NFC East to be this good across the board. Certainly didn't expect you know Jalen Hurts to be in an MVP conversation, 14-1 and one as a starter, for the defense to be on the cusp of setting a sack record. So, uh it's exceeded my expectations. I thought the Eagles would have a good season and they surprised me and they had a great season and it's it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah. I would say I'm impressed. I'm I'm beyond impressed with the way that that some of these young players and coaches have grown in just one offseason. And you know, we've talked a lot about how, you know, the the I guess the bar for the season was you should be able to win the NFC East. That's like the minimum. That was the marker for success. Win the NFC East, get into the playoffs, and then see what happens. That was sort of the you know criteria for success on the season and seeing what they could do. Because you're right, like I didn't expect the NFC East to be this good. I know that all of the teams did a lot to improve, right? Like Dallas is always competitive. The Giants were making moves to try to to try to improve. The Commanders were making moves to try to improve. Everyone was growing in the right direction. So it was going to be competitive and everyone needs to kind of stay keeping up with each other because it is a competitive division. But, you know, my thought process trying to, trying to temper my expectations for the season was winning the NFC East, I would be satisfied because they showed last year that they have the capability to do so. And with what they added, absolutely, this should have been their division. I didn't think that the division was going to be this good. And I'm beyond impressed with the fact that the Eagles were able to win 14 games. Jalen Hurts only lost one football game. And he isn't, he's a legitimate MVP candidate. And he, he showed you now, like, if he loses the MVP to Patrick Mahomes, 
I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the in the exact same boat. Like you take Patrick Mahomes away from the Kansas City Chiefs, they plummet the exact way that the Eagles did when you take Jalen Hurts out of that offense. But he showed you and the team showed you why they need him in there and why he is the most valuable player that they have on this team. So I am beyond impressed with what Jalen Hurts did, especially given, you know, I, I do think he was was dealt a tough hand in the situation he was drafted into. Like, I, I obviously now the pick makes sense, right? But at the time, they had just given Carson Wentz all that money. You don't understand. I mean, he had limped them into the playoffs with no receivers, with no help. And what did they do? They drafted Jalen Rager and then drafted Jalen Hurts. And you're looking at this thinking, what on God's green earth is Howie Roseman attempting to do to this team? And nobody, not I mean, Joe Montana, Tom Brady was not helping the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles. Like they were beyond help. They were 4-11-1, beyond help. Have, being a part of all that and all the drama that sh- sort of was going on inside, outside, and came out of that season, the fact that he was able to have as cohesive of a sophomore season as he did and be as impressive as he is right now, I mean, just shows you so much about who he is as a person and as a player. I'm just, I'm beyond impressed with with him and what he's done for this football team because I did not, ex- after the 2020 season, I didn't expect to be this happy with the Eagles for a long time. <laughs> I was prepared for like five years of misery. Yeah, if you get quarterback right, everything else falls into place. Everything else can fall into place pretty quickly. And you uh, how it is. Yeah, yeah, and how I did a great job rebuilding the he roster. Did. So here we are. He did. I do have to agree with this one right here. 49ers. I'm I'm a little scared. Um, because Brock Purdy is is doing his thing right now. So that was a, a comment I saw I had to point out. You know what doesn't concern me about that though? What? So last year, Jalen Hurts was in a rhythm playing extremely well heading into the playoffs. And the Eagles were a hot team rolling into the playoffs. And he went and faced a complete team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that was the first time I saw Jalen Hurts wide-eyed. Like, he looked uncomfortable. And that, they fell apart. Well, I think the 49ers are rolling right now. I think there's a very good chance that Brock Purdy could all of a sudden be under this playoff microscope and crumble or I'm just going to keep telling myself that <laughs> yeah whatever whatever makes yourself feel better we don't have to worry about them until an NFC nope, title yeah. game if they get there nope. so we'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll going... preview that like three weeks from now yeah yeah we'll just get to enjoy a, a, a weekend of competitive football Ooh. some good football games we don't have to worry we don't have to think mm-hmm. we can just just sit have have some some beers, some wine, whatever your preference is, and just enjoy some football. The Eagles are the NFC East champions. They're the number one seed. The road to the Super Bowl comes through Philadelphia once again. First round bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of this lovely post-game show that we've gotten to do every week this year. And 
such a happy season. It's so fun to just not complain and be sad and rehash the same things week in and week out. So thank you once again for joining us. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast so you can listen to all the good stuff that we put out week in, week out. Thank you for joining us from myself, Shane, Rachel. Go Birds, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Go Birds.